Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator Kyle Kedzik for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C-H at gmail.com. Welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. True Crime Month is wrapping up here the month of May. Mm-hmm. And uh, as promised, we are bookending with something that it's it's strange to be able to find two like almost identical things. You right. know what I mean? Where it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're doing a, a true crime movie month. So we're bookending it with Jack Black, <laughs> true story weirdo super nice guy mm-hmm. criminal guy it's like it's not even like one of them he's an evil man yeah who like no. murders people or something it's like no they're both seemingly really nice and generous people mm-hmm. who happen to get mixed up in some terrible stuff yeah <laughs> uh this this decidedly less terrible than bernie yes nobody died um yeah <laughs> at least well we'll get to that <laughs> everything was sort of I, I i hate to say like innocent because obviously it's not like it's yeah it's technically it's not because you know committed he crimes knew, and broke the law and all that kind of and stuff he, he knew he was doing it yeah it was it was just this really really weird thing where like almost all the way through the movie i'm sitting there like i feel i feel for jan mm-hmm. and 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 this this whole debacle that he's gotten himself into and all that and then i don't know why probably just because he's not jack black but when the credits cut to the real Poker King doing the poker rap mm-hmm. and all that, and I got to look at him, and I was like, just looking at the guy, and I'm like, I don't feel as bad for you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like now that you're not Jack Black, all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? You probably knew better. Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> it's, it's Jack Black that makes it mm-hmm. so 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 easy to side with yeah. this guy and be like, oh wait, no, it's just a mistake. It's okay. <laughs> so the movie that we're ending on is called The Poker King. Uh, Netflix original I believe it was 2017 was when it originally came out so it's been a little while I remember watching a trailer for it ages ago and I was just like huh (laughs) it seems like a fun little thing like it didn't grab me as like oh holy shit we gotta watch that yeah which like even shit that I think that I still haven't watched yet (laughs) you know what I mean like every time I go on Netflix and I go past the Irishman I feel that pang of guilt of like yeah I Uh know I remember how excited I was for you and waiting and waiting and waiting. And then it came out and I was like, well, four hours is four hours, man. (laughs) So I still I still haven't. So this one was like on the radar, but not high priority. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then when this sort of happenstance came around of like, yeah, we'll do true crime movies. And it's like, oh, holy shit. The Poker King. (laughs) We can do two Jack Black movies. Yeah. And and literally first note. Other than that, this really happened in in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Like I just wrote that down because I was like, I like super upfront like that. Yeah. Um, as long as 
it stays true. Yeah. <laughs> if they say if they say something like this really happened, and then you get into the story, and it's like, but we kind of fictionalized this, 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 mm-hmm. and this, and this, and it's like, well, then it didn't really happen here because none of this really happened. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. But in this case, looking into it, um, a lot of it is true in terms of things that happened, not necessarily in terms of the timeline when they happened. Okay. And there's a very specific one towards the end of the movie that sort of sullies the <laughs> the goodwill that the ending or at least the sort of climax had had shown upon me. I was like, oh, that feels uh, that actually like I feel almost good about this part, even though it's technically like everything crashing down. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I almost kind of feel good. And then you look at what really happened and how and when it happened. And you're like, oh, I see why they changed it. Doesn't seem quite as cute and fuzzy anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but the story is, I already forgot his last name. Jan. Yeah. Jan so, Luan. Levan. Levan, right. Yes. Jan Levan. His actual full last name is closer to Lavawinsky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it online and it's spelled like Lewandowski if you pronounced it super American. Mm-hmm. But he uh, is a Polish immigrant in Pennsylvania. I forget the name of it already. I feel like it was like Huxtable or something. Like that. I don't remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's some like small town in Pennsylvania sort of near the, the Scranton mm-hmm. Wilkes Bar area. Hexley? He is essentially just like a super hardworking performer slash store owner slash delivery driver slash Mm -hmm. like this dude did fuck he worked so fucking hard to do the stuff that he wanted to do yeah at least as this movie portrays it Mm -hmm. (laughs) there is a documentary on netflix called the man who would be poker king that is like the actual like a documentary about it instead of a Mm -hmm. fictionalized movie and not that I necessarily want to completely exclude the idea of like documentaries from the podcast, mm-hmm. but it's just it's a different it's a different beast. Yeah, it's like we're doing narrative. There's it's, yeah. it's such a huge difference. <laughs> so that may explain things better. But it's like you know you take a look at this guy, how fucking hard he works for like almost nothing. He's got a wife, a kid, a mother-in-law that lives with him. <laughs> that like hates him that is the worst jeez i could not stand barb she was absolutely the worst i wanted to punch barb yeah there was there was one point where it was just just flat out i was like i i I was like i just i don't want to hear from you right now barb Mm -hmm. i don't care what you think it's like i know that's like the point yeah but to me it was like get out of my movie i don't care (laughs) this lady um but he is the he's the 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 I want to call him ringleader, but that's a bad way to put it. <laughs> he's like the band leader of the of a polka band, and they're mm-hmm. essentially like the most popular polka group in Pennsylvania. Yeah, pretty in much. In the '90s, I believe, when this was going on, late '80s, early '90s, kind of deal, and then into the early 2000s. I know. Yeah, because he was nominated in '95. Right. Okay. Yeah. But so he. He's got all these fucking things that he's doing. He has the antique shop or the the Polish knickknack shop mm-hmm. where he would bring shit back from Poland when he went for trips. Yeah. He would bring it back to sell it there. He had his polka band that didn't necessarily make a shitload of money because of how extravagant he wanted it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's a dancing chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has a dancing bear. bear. Holy shit. Vanessa Bayer. I was so happy <laughs> to see her. 
Like it's you could just recognize from that fucking smile as soon mm-hmm. as you saw that bear on screen. It's like, oh, it's Vanessa, gotcha. Yep. <laughs> oh, she's fantastic. And you know the the whole rest of his band, all sorts of you know saxophones and trombones and trumpets and drummer and blah blah blah. Clarinet. And uh, I was gonna say fucking Jason Schwartzman <laughs> as uh, as Mickey on the clarinet, who is from what I can tell, didn't I don't think that was a real person. Or like an analog where it was like, and then one of the band members was his best buddy mm-hmm. who hung around with him. If it's like, I don't think they I think they just added that for the sake of having, you know, those characters mm-hmm. be able to interact and like talk about stuff. Yeah, help to than... progress the storyline a little bit. Exactly. So that wasn't necessarily real, but I loved him in it nonetheless. Oh yeah, like <laughs> fucking Mickey Pizzazz. <laughs> Gotta love that. <laughs> like it's so earnest that it's like the thing he he's wanted so badly. Was mm-hmm. simply just to have a stage name mm-hmm. and something as like silly as that. And it's like Mickey Pizzazz. I love it. <laughs> a pizzazzy name for a pizzazzy guy. <laughs> First note was just what a perfect role for Jack Black. Like, <laughs> come on. And then the second note was just Jenny Slate. <laughs> so happy to see Jenny Slate. That was so I great. completely <laughs> like I'm sure I knew that she was in it from the trailer I watched ages ago. But mm-hmm. like once I realized I was like, oh, Poker King, we should watch that. I, I haven't looked at it at all. Yeah. So it's not like I was like, oh, and then this will happen and this will happen. I was just like, oh, we'll, we'll just sit and watch it and it'll unfold. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, fuck, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Jenny Slate. <laughs> oh, so happy to her. see her. Yeah. but this dude works so fucking hard for everything and basically one of the first like big things that happens is that mickey shows up to his job where he's delivering food it's like fuck dude you run this shop you're the leader of this band Mm -hmm. you tour all over the place and also to like keep making money you're just delivering food for this random place too like this restaurant like, this dude works so fucking hard, and Barb giving him shit, yeah. like, straight from the top of the movie is like, fuck this lady, dude. Getting so into Jan and his life. Mm-hmm. Like, it, not that she was necessarily wrong. That's a big part of it. Yeah. It's like, especially towards the end, I was hating how right she was. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like they were for the wrong reasons, too. It's like, <laughs> she just had suspicions because she was a bitch. Yeah. And she hated him. And so anything that he would do that would look suspicious, she would have immediately assumed he was doing something. Just so happens. He was. He was. Exactly. <laughs> it didn't seem like she figured it out because she actually fucking knew anything. It seemed like she just fucking hated him mm-hmm. and was looking for any excuse to like be suspicious. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, oh shit, yeah, she was right. Yeah. But not really right. Fuck you, Barb. <laughs> didn't want to give her any credit for that. Yeah. She sucks so much. Um. He's got the band, and then they're going to quit on him. Yeah. Like, they're basically like, we're not making enough money. We're done here. Like, there's nothing we could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, like, asked for more time. Said he, like, mm-hmm. he had a plan or something, but it would get Cheryl off your dupa. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was, like, obviously... Jack Black is Jack Black. Mm-hmm. So it's like you give you give him dialogue like half worthy of him and he'll <laughs> still make it shine. He was just so convincing as this like sweet guy who could totally make you believe in him. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge thing. It never felt like he was tricking people or being really like nasty or duplicitous about it or like super manipulative. Mm-hmm. It was just that like he believed that he could pull it off and he made you believe that he could pull it off. Yeah. And it just so happened that a lot of it wound up being kind of shady. I was a little unsure throughout how much he realized he was doing what he was doing. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at first it seemed like he might have been like, oh, oh no, that was a mistake. Like yeah. I didn't realize what was happening. Yeah. And then later, clearly he had to have known what he was doing at that point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he essentially starts taking investments into just like him. Yeah. Essentially is what it seemed like. It, it seemed like he was taking investments into like the company that had a storefront but was like a bigger brand name so like yon levon gift company or gift mm. shop company whatever it was yeah but the 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 thing of it and that kind of confused me is that it's like that was never like it's it's not like a registered business with you know the government or any kind of agencies or anything like that mm -hmm. it's really basically just giving him money yeah giving him money oh yeah so that he can fund all the things that he does yeah and that you know straight up seems innocent enough yeah that i he, don't know that how he didn't know or that, yeah that like that you couldn't do that sort of thing yeah especially because he's from poland so like yeah. he doesn't know financial laws and regulations mm -hmm. of I mean, like u.s businesses and stuff like not even just like personal finance but like business finance yeah like i don't yeah. i don't know shit about it and i fucking <laughs> live here like one of my notes literally i was just like so he's getting people to invest in him question mark and then something tells me that's illegal <laughs> you know what i mean it's like it wasn't i wasn't even completely definitively like that's 100 percent illegal obviously mm -hmm. i was like that must be what's wrong is that he can't do that right that's against the rules right is it yes that um, is against the rules yeah, clearly um but like so there's this old couple and i wrote their name down phonetically because i could never remember it was like krzyzewski mm -hmm. it was like super polish all sorts of letters oh, yeah. letters all over the place and uh, uh, like i assume that they are like the stand-in just for like all of the old people that he scammed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like he doesn't really sit and talk with any other old couple throughout the movie. Yeah. Not all that much. Like it may be in a little montage or mm -hmm. a quick little thing of showing like, oh, he's got this customer, that customer. But like whenever there's like a, we need to talk to Jan about something, mm -hmm. it's always them. Right. Uh, so I doubt they really existed. Yeah. They're just <laughs> like, a, yeah, they're, a they're the stand in. Yeah. They're the stand in <laughs> for everybody. But they roll up. And it's like, it's not something that I don't believe, you know, because it's like it's there's, you know, there's clearly examples of it all throughout the world. But I was just like, I, it's so hard to believe that these people just hand him over as much money as they do. Right. And I, I get that he tells them 12 percent interest. Yeah. <laughs> Which is that seems like a huge, crazy part of it, too. It's like, did he just pull that number out of nowhere? You know, yeah, like he I, had to have known that that was unsustainable. Yeah. And I mean, does he know what like bank interest rates are? Yeah. Like, does he understand? I, I guess that was a huge question of mine is like, at what point did he understand he was running a Ponzi scheme? Yeah. You know, because it seems like he kind of fell into it. Yeah. It was like, he, I, will, I will. At first, he absolutely fell into it. Yeah. And then Ned. Ned. The black guy. Oh, I forget. I forget. I just call him JB Smooth. <laughs> That's what I thought as soon as I, I was like, oh, hey, it's JB Smooth. And I didn't listen to his name for the rest of it because I was like, it's just him. It's cool. Because he shows up 
and like tells him why what he's doing is wrong. Yeah, he, he, just like a quick sort of interview with him. It's not even like, we're taking you down somewhere to talk to you. Yeah. It's like, hey, do you know mm-hmm. what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he seems really well-meaning. Yeah. That's when he realizes like, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. I now have, it was like over $200,000 yeah. that he had to come up with like in three days. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. I, li- I just wrote, Two hundred thousand dollars, really? Mm-hmm. Like that? How, how do you get that much money out of these people for investing in something so like nebulous? And you know, it's mm-hmm. not even like you're going to invest in this company and they make this thing mm-hmm. that will go into stores there and sell and the profits and blah blah blah. You know what I mean? It's literally it's just like I will uh, do some music. Like that's not a super sustainable thing. It's like you yeah. can't depend on that. And his tchotchke shop, like, really? Are you mm-hmm. investing $10,000 in this tchotchke shop? Oh, don't forget about the Jan Levon vodka. Yeah. <laughs> I love they called it Jan Levon flavored vodka. And I was like. Is it flavored like Jan Levon? <laughs> yeah, that was what I was or thinking. Or is it I was like, like his brand his of brand flavored vodka? His brand of flavored vodka, vodka yeah. is my assumption, but it, it sounds weird hope. when you say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, wait a minute. And he wants to do like a polka TV show. Like Mm -hmm. that's the big thing. That's what makes his story so much differently than anyone else. And why it feels so realistic for him to fall into this Ponzi scheme is like, it almost feels like he never at any point believes that he's ripping anybody off because he's going to work to make the money to cover the differences. It's like, he's offering 12% interest. Like that's not sustainable. It's like, well, it will be if I work hard enough. Yeah. Like that is his whole thing. He's not even sitting there like, well, if I get enough people Mm -hmm. to put their money in, I can spread it around long enough for everyone to get their interest payments while I get a huge bundle of money. And then I can just bail, you know, it's like, that's Mm -hmm. not his plan at all. His plan was always to have money available for those people. Yeah. And he wanted it was it was like he was sitting there thinking that he was like that he was sitting on like Facebook or something, you know, where Mm -hmm. it was like, you give me a little bit of money right now. And all these people give me more money. All that money is going to developing something that will be so huge Mm -hmm. that everyone will get paid forever. Like, it'll be amazing. He just had so much belief in himself. Yeah. Which is so charming and sad. (laughs) When you mm-hmm. look at like how it all starts on like mm-hmm. not even necessarily unraveling, kind of collapsing on itself. Yeah, there's not so much of like a you know some small thing that they didn't think of comes back to bite them in the ass moment. Yeah, it really just becomes that like he does a little bit of Ponzi scheming on accident. Mm-hmm. The SEC comes and tells him like, "Hey, you can't do that. That's illegal." Yeah, and he goes like, "Oh, holy crap! Sorry." I did love that moment too. He's like, uh, in Poland, the, some people do bribes. Do you do bribes? Yeah. No, we do not do bribes. Oh no, me neither. <laughs> like, of course not. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, SEC tells him you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, all right. But he's got all this money he's got to make back. So he's like, he essentially, I wrote it down with a question mark because I was like, I'm so fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. With financial shit and like how these things like That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> exactly. Where I'm just kind of like, I hope I get what's happening. <laughs> I think <laughs> I do. <clears throat> so essentially, and this is sort of a question to you. Okay. So essentially he's got all that money he has to return. Mm-hmm. And it seems because he tells the Krzyzewskis that he can't take investments anymore. Right. And then they they write out a check for $50,000 and he's sitting there looking at it like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So 
is what he's doing is what his plan essentially like he's trying to get more investors and to pay off that original like investment debt or whatever that he has like is that it that's kind of what it seemed like like that was part of the plan uh-huh. of like creating a new fake company name of American Polka Inc. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure like the original unless he like I mean cuz he did just tell when the guy called back from it was, IRS or it was SEC it was SEC it, right? there you go when he called to like check in. Mhm. And Jan just told him that like Oh yeah, I paid everyone back. Yeah, I paid everyone back like every, he only had like six names or something like that oh yeah which was a lie right because he had a giant page full of them Mm -hmm. that was something i was making sure i was catching i was like he is lying about that right because at first i was like oh that actually doesn't sound so bad how did he get to two hundred thousand dollars? yeah no oh no he's full of it he has like pages of of investors so it, it seems like he may not have even like he still kept that going on the side Mm -hmm. of like they'll get their you know quote unquote interest back Mm -hmm. with money he's getting from his other ponzi scheme okay so essentially essentially he's not stopping anything right he just like for a moment thinks about not doing it and then is like well i do have to pay them all back anyway Mm -hmm. so if they still think it's on the level yeah then what's the harm people will be getting their money and you know yeah it'll all just keep running smoothly and then i make it big and then i pay everyone back and yeah it's, it's still good. he's still got that same vibe of like just once i'm a millionaire yeah like once the american dream comes true for me and i get all the money in the world that i've worked so fucking hard for to like to get there like then i'll be able to pay everybody back everybody's happy nothing bad has to happen yeah and you could tell that he like believes it at least Jack Black's portrayal of him totally believes it. Oh, yeah. I don't know how the documentary <laughs> portrays him. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know if they if they see it with more of a, you know, like a cynical eye of like, no, he, he, he knew he was starting a Ponzi scheme and yeah. wanted to. Like, that was his whole plan. Like, maybe that's how it went. He didn't actually go to confession. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's possible he didn't. That's a very cinematic trope like that's a very narrative movie trope to like get him into confessions he says the bad things and gets the i mean (laughs) you know gets what he's feeling out in the open so the audience knows and we can move along (laughs) i mean polish immigrants of that time are typically churchgoers Mm -hmm. um and then like because because you know throughout it he's playing shows with the polka band and they're doing great he's Mm -hmm. handing over fat stacks to all of his bandmates Mm -hmm. which also just like felt great like that line of his of feeling it feels good to pay my musics what they are worth Mm -hmm. you know finally like that felt really great of like he you know that he appreciates these people oh yeah because he loves the music and loves performing which again it's why it's so great for jack black is you believe Mm -hmm. every one of those performances when he does them oh yeah because he just puts everything into it and those fucking dances he does (laughs) while he's singing oh man like there's there's something i wrote in my notes like there's something so wholesome about polka music really there's no cynicism it's it's, never like there's nothing about it that's like ironic yeah or it's it's just like folksy dance and bop along music yeah it's literally it's like everyone's having fun hey this is the best (laughs) you know (laughs) it's like the having fun polka uh and so yeah there's really something wholesome about then just about like the character and 
Jack Black (laughs) playing him that makes everything just feel like even when he's doing things that are so clearly shady, (laughs) like when... uh, he goes to bribe to Yeah, I mean, well, here's here's a huge thing cuz it's like throughout the whole thing they're they're pretty much in a poker band and that's like his main thing. Mm-hmm. It's like he's got the shotchki business where his wife works um mm-hmm. selling amber from Poland. Yeah, she's great at selling amber and well, I guess then the mom kind of works. I don't know. Everyone's mm-hmm. behind the counter at some point. It's just like this tiny little family tchotchke place and clearly it's not the place that he wants to be. Mm-hmm. He wants to be on the road. He wants to be playing with the band and doing that kind of stuff and be famous for being the polka king and all that yeah. kind of shit. <laughs> um so like all of that is going on and that I feel like I missed something. Like in my head I was like I, may, I think I heard something earlier and completely disregarded it. And then now it came up and I was like, I am shocked by this, even though even though like the movie told me about it. But like right after that, it's like, okay, he's got all this money. He's he's doubling down on his Ponzi scheme. He's just basically to keep going, doing whatever mm-hmm. he's doing. Uh, and since he's just this like charming, folksy Polish guy, if if that part of the story is to be believed that the SEC was just like, no, yeah, this guy's harmless. Yeah. And just left him alone yeah, to do they, all this shit. They closed the case and, yes. and that was it. They didn't so get any more crazy. complaints about that first company. Yeah. So they figured it was fine. Yeah. It's just so crazy that like five years goes by before any little hiccup mm-hmm. even starts up. Like five years, he just kept going. Nobody turned around to check again. Like, hey, remember that guy? Yeah. They're just like, yeah. no, he's done, I guess. But it jumps and all of a sudden there's a tour company yeah he's doing tours of europe he goes on the like talk show Mm -hmm. and is like talking about all the different things that are like now jan levon brand Mm -hmm. it's like he wanted to be like the next trump essentially that whole sequence i thought was like a dream sequence at first when he was on the talk show and talking about his stuff i was like oh it's like a dream of what he's gonna have Mm mm-hmm when he finally makes it big and then he's like no no no, that was that's real like yeah. wait what he was actually that amount of famous uh, wild yeah like Apparently. yeah i just i thought it was going to be a lot lower mm-hmm. like him uh, trying to achieve that and it's mm-hmm. like well, he actually did achieve Ooh, that wow like that's he, okay he did start a travel company yeah it just i didn't realize that that was like a i was i was just wondering what they were doing <laughs> i was like wait a minute is he on tour like a, a band tour? And it's like, no, 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 no. Just tours. Tours of yeah. Europe. Like, oh. Yeah. The like Pope special where you <laughs> go to all the capitals <laughs> yeah. and then go meet the Pope. The deluxe Pope package. Yeah. That is apparently that's totally true. And uh, one of the band members like said that he saw Jan with a briefcase full of money and he <laughs> saw him like leave the tour group and nobody went with him and nobody knows what happened. But they mm-hmm. met the Pope. And it's like, yeah. well, <laughs> yeah. fucking putting two and two together right there. Yeah. Um, that whole sequence I thought was was like just so off the wall. But yeah, so they go to fucking they take a tour group of these old people to mm-hmm. Italy, mm-hmm. to Vatican City mm-hmm. to meet the Pope mm-hmm. with absolutely no plan on how he was going to meet the Pope. Nope. That is so that is so ballsy. Like, holy shit. Like, the idea of doing all of that, like, taking the money, making the plans, even, like, and then, like, getting on the plane, mm-hmm. flying over there with these people. It's and like, you still don't have any confirmation yeah, you still or anything? you nothing. 
Like, holy shit, that is that is wild. Like, even just telling someone, it's like, oh, dude, we're going to go to Italy and meet the Pope. Throw down, like, 20 bucks uh, into the pool and we'll get it done. Like, I would feel shitty about that. Where it's like, <laughs> I don't actually have a plan to meet the Pope. Yeah, I feel bad. Yeah. But he's like, all of this fucking money he's taken from these people and made this huge, giant trip out of it. And they get there and he's he's basically just going to give a briefcase of money to, to whoever could get him access to the Pope. And mm-hmm. somehow it works. That was the craziest part. He is hella charismatic. Clearly. It's just it like in in real life it happened. Yeah. And so it just it still just blows my mind like I mean I get that you know the Catholic Church has a price obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not like I'm sitting it here like a, the Catholic Church did something. It wasn't You're a bribe, me. it was a donation. Exactly. That's what I was going to say is like it's mm-hmm. there's ways to bribe them without bribing them. Oh yeah. So that doesn't necessarily throw me. It's just like the fact that you can bribe someone to meet the Pope. Exactly. Like, yeah. He is the by Christian standards or Catholic standards. Mm-hmm. He is the holiest person on earth. Yeah. And you can bribe someone to meet him. Mm-hmm. Like, what? <laughs> even if it's a fucking How? Yeah, even if it's a bus full of people who like love him, mm-hmm. still. You know what? Like sometimes people who love people kill them. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, how much vetting was done in in this case? Like, if literally, like that. that I guess that's really the craziest part to me. Is like he comes up and he's like, "Hey, I got a bus full of people mm-hmm. who want to meet the Pope. Here's a bunch of money. Let's do this." Yeah, I'm and, the Polka King. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a record. You know, but like, how? There's no way they could do enough vetting on the people in the group that they're going to meet you know yeah there's only so much you could do especially then you couldn't like hop online and double check the backgrounds of these Mm -hmm. people it's just like take fucking jan levon's word (laughs) that nobody hears a psycho murderer yeah it's like obviously i'm sure they went through like a metal detector or something i hope but like at least yeah it's like you don't know that one of these people isn't just gonna just fucking like banshee shriek and run at the pope (laughs) and try to like strangle him or or pull him out a window with him or something you know (laughs) something fucking crazy like that um and so basically you know my next question because as the movie goes along it's basically like he gets more and more investors Mm-hmm. It's growing and growing and growing. All the money that he's making and, and all the different, like, all the ways that he's expanding. You know, he's making the band bigger. He hires a videographer to film everything. And then they're mm-hmm. going to sell the tapes of that to the fans for even more money. And all, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like huge enterprise. He wanted to build a, a polka empire. Yes. You know, is, is are the words specifically used <laughs> in the movie. This is about when Mickey loses his faith. Mm-hmm. in him like you know he he realizes that Jan was lying this whole time he never had a, a meeting with the Pope set up yeah you know and it had a really great line in there that I really liked is like you know Mickey's berating him berating him and everything and this is kind of where his his viewpoint really comes into focus and made me realize like man maybe he wasn't malicious in all of this <laughs> is the line of I, I, I hate reading it because like uh, exactly as the line from the movie because it's jack black playing a polish guy whose grammar is 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 incorrect yeah and i feel like i sound like an asshole trying to read it back but i did love just i not liar i believer mm-hmm. that really hammers it home it's like i'm not telling you that i'm gonna do this and gonna flake on you yeah. i'm telling you i'm gonna do this and i believe i can do this yeah and that kind of keeps mickey mm-hmm. on board yeah um, because then he says that you know whatever mickey believes 
Yeah, whatever he, he wants, wants. He, he can make it happen. And yeah. So he wants to be Mickey Pizzazz. <laughs> and then he makes I him Mickey so Pizzazz. Yeah, and then the next concert, he has oh, those yeah, the flip, flip down. down shades. Oh my God. It's <laughs> it, it really helps that it's Jason Schwartzman because mm-hmm. he is just, he's he, he has that perfect blend of like super nerd dude and like actual kind of cool suave you know like sort of you know what i mean like yeah it, it's weird he, he straddles that line perfectly yeah where it's like he actually he's got some charisma and charm in there mm-hmm. while also being like really geeky and kind of like annoying <laughs> in a way i don't know he's he's really fantastic <laughs> but yeah the, those him flipping those shades down before he rips a clarinet solo is yeah. just this perfect fucking chef's kiss oh that's when the five years thing comes up yeah, and it's like five years later, things maybe start happening. It's just like fucking Christ, this went for five years. Yeah, like I will one hundred percent admit that I do not fully understand the exact like inner workings of a Ponzi scheme, like exactly how you have to set it up. Like I get the whole concept, it's like you get people to invest. Mm-hmm. And then their interest is really coming from other people that are investing mm-hmm. and it's going to them. And really their money is just going to the person running the scheme. And mm-hmm. they're just kind of keeping you in the loop enough. Yeah. Where it's like you probably could never get your money back. Yeah. But they'll pay you those little, little they'll, stipends. Yeah. They'll, they'll keep you baited. Through. Exactly. Um, so it's like I, I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just seems fucking crazy to me that for five years there was never like a slowdown you know what i mean or or like a period of time where you didn't get enough investors to cover everyone's fucking checks to get people to start questioning it like jesus it ran like clockwork for five years or at least enough like clockwork like I'm yeah sure they they're, were old they're yeah <laughs> you probably could have gotten away with one where it's like what i sent you a check already and like yeah. oh okay sorry yeah <laughs> like, that is when he adds Bitsy Bear <laughs> to the team. That's where I wrote down Bitsy Bear is amazing. <laughs> Vanessa Bear, holy shit. <laughs> that was sort of when I realized because I, I think it was his, I think it was Vic or Vince. I forget the name. The guy who was the videographer. Vince. Vince. I think that was who he was talking to. The guy who was like, hey, Jan, my kid. I think so. You know, she she's got a learning disorder and we found a counselor that really works, but it's super expensive. Mm-hmm. And he just straight up he's like, "Send the bill to me. I will pay all of it." Yeah. And he's just, you know, and he's like, "Oh my god, yeah, that's amazing." And you know, earlier in the movie, Mickey tells someone that, you know, Jan saved him. Mm-hmm. You know, when he promised him that the band would like keep going and get big and be able to like sustain him and all of that. And it just made me realize it's like it's sort of a lot like bernie yeah where he's doing all this good with this money that he's technically (laughs) technically there was a crime involved in obtaining it (laughs) or using it or whatever and it just it was like god there's so much more uh (laughs) like in common with these movies than i would have imagined straight off the bat but that's another thing that sort of you know not to say that somebody couldn't you know fucking make donations to make themselves look like they're more altruistic than they really are Mm -hmm. simply because they have so much money but in the case of this and that exact scene and everything, it's really it's clearly just a guy who's like, I want to help you. You mm-hmm. need help. I have the ability to help. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Even though it's like technically you shouldn't have that money. Yeah. <laughs> but once he has it, he's doing these nice things. And it's like, man, you really feel for him. Yeah. 
at that point too like especially at that point mm-hmm. it's like you're not just you know what i mean it's not like those fucking yeah. <laughs> war dogs kids where yeah. they get money and they immediately blow it on bullshit and they act like jackasses yeah like his house didn't even change yeah he was still living in that same fucking sort of shithole but yeah you know, like, like, definitely not a mansion like bernie yeah he didn't he didn't, yeah, he didn't treat even pay himself. off his car or yeah. anything yeah all that kind of stuff it's like so like he it's it's clear that he was believing in the company that he was illegally selling <laughs> you know uh, uh promissory notes in yeah where it's like he was putting all the money towards it like it wasn't like he was taking everyone's money and putting it into his life and just kind of holding up a facade mm-hmm. of a polka empire it's mm-hmm. like no 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 no. the polka empire is the point here people yeah. <laughs> like, i'm completely serious about the polka empire <laughs> um you don't understand yeah really the empire must happen uh-huh and i thought when um, Mickey comes in and he needs flyers that Jan had left for him mm-hmm. and Barb's the only one at the store. So she goes in the back and she sees all those uh, filing cabinets that are like chained shut, mm-hmm. whatever. And she's like, oh, super suspicious of that. I was like, I should have fucking guessed that Barb was going to be the fly in the ointment that did it. <laughs> and I was actually I was surprised later when it's like, actually, no yeah it's just that she was suspicious and that made her talk shit all the time and and by the end of it she felt like vindicated mm-hmm. but she didn't do anything no other than be an unsupportive bitch yes. <laughs> to her daughter yes <laughs> that was cruel there was a lot of of seeming uh cruelty in certain moments towards towards marla i mean definitely towards marla but also from marla at one point much later yeah um but yeah i felt so much for her you know, especially like just that that moment in the dry cleaners, which is apparently based on a real story Aww. that happened to I think her name was Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Like the character is differently named than the actual wife, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But like she went into a, like a cleaners like that and someone was talking about like, oh, I remember when you were just old Rhonda. Like I I'm always Rhonda. I am mm-hmm. Rhonda. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like no, now you're Mrs. John Levon. Mm-hmm, like the, like she. Mm-hmm. Because it's funny, too, because, I mean, it's it's funny, especially <laughs> because we haven't mentioned it at all. Um, but, like, at that point, I had completely forgotten that her whole story was that she was in a, a beauty pageant. Yeah. And won it, like, against all odds. Mm-hmm. And she then she was on a telethon, junior, and that's where she met Junior, junior Miss, Miss Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. And she was on a telethon, and that's where she met Jan and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. I had completely forgotten that. Oh, yeah. When that started happening, when she started feeling shitty and everything, it's like, I used to be someone. Mm-hmm. I, I won a beauty pageant. And I was like, oh, holy shit. That's right. She did. <laughs> I totally blanked on that. Like, oh, I feel, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is, it feels like it's kind of on me right now. So she wants to run for, it was Mrs. Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. which I thought was weird. I was like, aren't, aren't those, aren't those sorts of things normally miss? Mrs. seems weird. Like she's married to the state. There's different levels. Mrs. is for the, older married woman versus like the younger usually not married 20s versus like late 30s to early 40s gotcha gotcha yeah because at first i was a little concerned for her like it was another one of those moments of like hating barb being right (laughs) you know but like kind Mm -hmm. of feeling like she might have sort of been when she tells her that it's like a waste of time because i was like look jenny slate's beautiful and all yeah but based on that i was like it seems like she's playing like someone who's probably in her 30s, later 30s, more so mm-hmm. than someone who's like in their 20s. And I was like, if she's going to go into a beauty pageant against all these young ladies, like she's mm-hmm. going to get 
creamed and it's going to be awful. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, shit. And then when I saw the competition and they were all more like her age, I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's a mature her. It's a mature beauty. Yeah. Well, more so it's just like it's not that she's delusional. Yeah. And thinking like I could go and win a beauty contest. You know, against like, all these twenty-year-olds, yeah. it's like no, 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 no. You could the win competition in your age will group. Be, yeah, the competition <laughs> will make sense. And yeah, it seems so shitty that Barb was just completely dismissive of it, especially yeah. because, like, at that point, she's suspicious of Jan, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like their life is clearly fine at this point in yeah. terms of like monetarily. There's no harm in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like okay, she goes and she loses because yeah. that's what you apparently probably would believe would happen. Because you're terrible and unsupportive, Barb. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, big whoop. What does that fucking matter to you? Encourage your daughter. Yeah. What? Like, that was the biggest thing. All of the shit that she got her nose in. It was just like, what the fuck does this matter to you? Mm-hmm. That fight was uncomfortable between yeah. her and, and Jenny Slate, where she just kept coming back into the room. Like, yes. they kept sniping at each other, and they kept coming back. Oh. And I was just like, oh, my God, just end it already. Please stop Holy fighting. shit. Yeah, Please seriously. Or just cut to the next scene, <laughs> just <laughs> right in the middle of the dialogue. I don't care. Just cut away from this. It's so it's terrible. Oh, and then just after that was the like music video training montage. Sort <laughs> yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. I forget what the song was. It was like Who? "More Is Love" or something or like that. My love is more. Yeah, something like that. Jack Black like singing and performing and. <laughs> Jenny Slate like jazzercising <laughs> in super like 90s looking workout uniforms. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that was fucking hysterical. I think, well, wasn't it? It was like her training and then also like checks. Mm-hmm. We're like rolling in and out of frame to show you like, and he's making more money. Yeah. Well, that and like showing like what he was paying for. Oh, for yeah, her yeah, training yeah, yeah. And that her, cost a bunch. All yeah. Around. Yeah. Dance lessons and all that stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that... It's it's like it's it's really sad to me the way that it works out like that his undying unconditional support of his wife and what she's doing is what fucking brings him down. Mm-hmm. There's the fucking Americana girl mm-hmm. who is clearly going to win because fucking of course like mm-hmm. on top of the whole thing kind of being silly to me. There's also <laughs> just the silliness of like oh did that person start talking about how great America is and start a chant. Well, they're yeah. clearly going to win because yeah. everyone's a fucking moron who's like, the chant girl, chant girl, chant girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's so fucking lame. But you sit there and you're like, fuck, she's going to win. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves in the middle of the performance and you're like, fuck, he's going to bribe Yep. <laughs> Immediately, you know what's coming. And then when she wins, you're like, oh, Jan, like, I know, like, you, like the look on Jenny's <laughs> yeah like the look on Marla's face when she wins is amazing mm-hmm. but at the same time you feel fucking awful because you know mm-hmm. like if, if you're an astute viewer you understand what just went down yeah as soon as they called the blonde girl as the runner-up I was mm-hmm. like Jan, no I know what you did <laughs> like I, I knew what was coming and it's like you feel great for but you know that it's it's all fake mm-hmm. and then the fact that the scandal of that is what gets all of the fucking people pulling their money out mm-hmm. of his business because they're like we don't want to be associated with this because everyone knows that you did it like yeah the fact that it's not even a secret at all mm-hmm. it's not like she won under suspicious circumstances it's literally like the judges said they were bribed <laughs> It's like, oh, no, the, well. the judges said they didn't vote for her. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, what, yeah. what the uh, 
Right, the the newspaper article or whatever. No, that was the it was the talk show host again. They yeah, were on the yeah, late yeah, night yeah, show. Yeah. That happens. Everyone wants to pull their money out, and obviously, he does not have the money for everyone mm-hmm. to pull their money out. And so it crumbles. Yeah, so it crumbles down, and this is where the timeline stuff starts getting goofy in terms of what happened in real life and what happened in the movie. Okay. So the crash. Mm-hmm. Over the course of the movie, his son becomes his trumpet player mm-hmm. in his band, which was pretty adorable. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of like that kid, too. He seemed like a, a kid who, like, really loved his dad. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, it, it, everything felt really wholesome about him. So he's on the tours with his dad, with the band, on the bus, all that stuff. It was his first tour. That was his first. Right. Okay. Right, 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 right. And in the midst of it, bus crashes, kids horribly injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, which totally threw like I, I wrote oh shit right then I was like that was all I wrote I was just like oh my god I did not see that coming at all yeah I uh, them sitting there bedside to the like comatose kid I was like oh wow that's crazy yeah I like obviously when they like show the guy like starting to like nod off while he's driving the bus I was like oh mm. god it's gonna be an accident. Yeah. What the hell's happening now? Like, oh, someone's getting hurt. Like, that's the only reason that they show it. Like, yeah, someone's yeah. getting hurt. Um, but yeah, the 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 timeline here, I honestly really loved the way that everything kind of worked out in the movie. It it mm-hmm. it, it felt really um it, it it just felt so different from most of the other true crime movies, and especially the downfall moment normally feels shitty mm-hmm. really shitty mm-hmm. it's like oh no it's all coming down you know unless the people are really reprehensible mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah now they're going down <laughs> but for the character themselves it's normally horrible it's normally like right. oh fucking god no this is the day that i was mm-hmm. terrified of my whole life and it's <laughs> finally happening blah 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 but in this case you know he's losing it mm-hmm. completely like he is uh, that one line where he's just like if he dies i die Mm-hmm. I kill myself. He feels so guilty for it. And obviously it's sort of a, you know, it's not really his fault that the kid was on. It's like it is technically like mm-hmm. he decided to make him the trumpet player and come on the trip and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it's not his fault. But he feels that guilt. And it's obviously a stand in for all the guilt he should have been feeling all these years yes. <laughs> for the scheme he's been running. But he's finally feeling all that guilt. And he just prays to God that, you know, just fucking save him. Mm-hmm. Like, just do whatever, punish me however you can. Yeah. Just let my boy live. Just just don't punish him for that. Mm-hmm. And then right then <laughs> the doors open and in comes J.B. Smoove. And he's like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's him. Oh, my God, my punishment's here. And he's yeah. so happy. <laughs> that was amazing. He was mm-hmm. so fucking excited to be going down for those... <laughs> financial crimes because he's like oh here it is god's answering my prayer yeah he's gonna save my boy like i love how how much he believed it that he told that to marla yeah he's just like he's gonna be fine because i'm getting arrested mm-hmm. <laughs> like i believe in it 100 that because i'm getting arrested he's gonna be fine this is the payment kid's gonna be fine mm-hmm. and he's so happy about it and i was like that is amazing in terms of like flipping that kind of scene on its head yeah it's like instead of feeling terrible 
and you know the whole world crumbles around him he's like this is it what i've been waiting for <laughs> thank you yeah and then of course the kid like comes out of it while they're there and he's like oh look at him yeah. <laughs> that seemed crazy it was like holy shit everything is happening right now yeah. and then mickey starts yelling at him and he's like you're a liar i knew it <laughs> you know and, barb was right yeah and barb is yelling and all that shit and it's just like the, all of this stuff happening at once and i was like Something tells me it didn't go down like this. <laughs> like something tells me that not all of this stuff happened exactly uh, in the Within, same two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> even even from bus crash to like being pulled out of the hospital room under arrest. Yeah. It's like, mm, like I that's, doubt that. That was probably more than like 24 hours. Yeah. And so, you know, like I was saying, like how much that makes him seem so likable. Mm hmm. And whatnot, and like where it's like, oh, he's going to be punished, but he takes the punishment willingly as payment, you know, or mm -hmm. essentially just like as a trade. Like, don't take my son, and I'll 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 mm -hmm. do my time. It feels wholesome and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, but in real life, uh -oh. it's just a little sketchier. <laughs> mm. Um, for one, remember I said nobody dies. A uh, trumpet player and a trombone player died in the crash, Ooh. in the real crash. Uh, still not Jan Levant's fault. No. But it just gives it all a, a harsher tone, so you yeah. kind of understand why they maybe didn't talk about it, but it is kind of mm -hmm. just weird. It's like, oh, no, yeah, I mean, two of your band members died, but okay, the mm -hmm. kid was not killed, so that's right, and mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, made a recovery and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Levon got arrested for all this shit in 2004. Okay. The bus crash happened in 2001. Mm. So there's a huge gap. But it's not just that. Because that's not necessarily sketch. That's just like, oh, okay, they just shortened yeah. the timeline. Whatever. Yeah. He might have been feeling all those years that his, you know, he deserved to get arrested to whatever, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. The sketch part was that he used the crash... And sort of the like goodwill from folks about the fact that his son was hit, was in the crash and all that kind of stuff to like continue to push back on payments of like, oh, I, I, I couldn't possibly right now. I have all this to deal with and, mm -hmm. you know, all this, whatever. And he also said that a bunch of his like financial records got destroyed in the crash. And people mm. were like, what? Why were Wait. your financial records on tour with you? Yeah, exactly. And so it's like he used something that hurt his kid and killed those two bandmates to kind of keep his scam going. Mm. And that feels real sketch. No, that's not very Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was what I really, as I was reading it, I was like, yeah, I couldn't see Jack Black doing that. Yeah. <laughs> they would have had to have gotten someone else to play that, that role. Because <laughs> it was like, and it was just a little bit of a bummer. Like, not as much as war dogs in terms of things mm -hmm. happening or not happening in real life um but it, it was like oh that was such a such a wonderful moment and like a great character thing of him like accepting his punishment mm -hmm. to save his kid and in real life it was like kind of more using your kid's injury to escape your punishment yeah it's a little the opposite of what the scene portrayed <laughs> i was like oh that stinks yeah. <laughs> that sort of makes mm. you feel differently about him and then the last kind of chunk of the movie is that he goes to jail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and five it, years. Yeah, five years. That was something apparently people were a little ticked off about yeah, when seemed, that happened. That people were like, short. wait a minute, what? Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, I mean, I felt the fucking same thing about those goddamn war dogs, guys. It seems like fraud. Mm-hmm. You get off fucking light, even though you're like probably destroying a lot of lives mm-hmm. <laughs> in the process and ripping off people who don't deserve to be ripped off. You rip off a big business, I'm on your side. <laughs> <laughs> rip off a bunch of old people, that's less cool. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he goes to jail and completely true that he got his throat cut by yeah. a, <laughs> by right. his cellmate. Or someone, I forget if it was technically a cellmate or if it was just somebody in the mm-hmm. area or whatever. But it it was odd to people that he got sent to a maximum security place. Yeah. Because it was like, okay, even whatever, you know, crime is crime. But like still, mm-hmm. it's like if you're not in that world, yeah, that's that seems fucked up to send you in there. It was like this dude was basically like a dope. He got, mm-hmm. he got arrested for being a dope. Yeah. In terms of knowing what is legal and illegal and like how he felt about it. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't even being mean. He was just yeah. kind of being stupid. Like you really. He wasn't malicious at all. Yeah. He's so gonna... getting sent to a, a fucking maximum security place seems crazy. Yeah. Uh, but also because in the movie it, they, <laughs> they seem to imply that it's him like humming polka music that gets his throat <laughs> slashed. Which I can totally see happening in a real actual maximum security prison. Yeah. Um, another moment that is a little bit more sketch, even though we know that it's not true, but it's one of those moments where like, yeah, that would make for a bad, <laughs> like a bad moment in a movie like this. Apparently he got his throat cut for like, because of a rumor that he was a child molester like that that's what he was in for and so it's like we know that's not true so it's not even a thing of like we can't put it in the movie because people will think he's a child molester no 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 well no but at the same time it's like you don't want to mention that it's a little bit like we don't that's not part of this story we don't need to bring that into the whole picture that's a little bit darker of a crime let's yeah we're we're leaving it at at lighthearted fraud joyful polka fraud Uh, but like you know so that that's something that where it's like okay fine i don't i didn't need to know that in this movie like reading about it afterwards was good enough like mm-hmm. just leave it as that is you didn't need to bring up yeah <laughs> molestation or anything um and then came marla's cruelty at least mm-hmm. i felt like you know and it's tough obviously i don't understand it it's not like something where it's like i remember when my wife was in jail or you know what i mean like <laughs> i don't have any actual yeah. <laughs> real experience in the matter you're welcome yeah <laughs> but it just seems so cruel to just like basically cut him off and dump him yeah while he's in prison like you have to know that it's like i, I at least i can only imagine that it's like what gets you through the day Mm-hmm. to be back with her to get back with his you know the love of his life mm-hmm. he called her one of my favorite lines right from the beginning of the movie he just says you are my wonderful mm-hmm. like, i love that that's so <laughs> you know adorable know? yeah like it's it's I, I i felt like that was unnecessary it's like even if you truly believe it and plan it mm-hmm. don't tell him while he's in you know what i mean it's like fucking two and a half years through his five years and all of a sudden it's like well I don't have shit when I get out of here. He even <laughs> says, like, now it's official. I have lost everything. Yeah. And it's like, Aww. oh, great. Awesome. He's going to walk back to his cell and fucking hang himself. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it, was, it just it seemed a little unnecessarily cruel. And it's like, it very well may have happened. And obviously he made it through. So mm-hmm. he's fine. Maybe people are just <laughs> stronger <laughs> than I would be. <laughs> but, you know, it just it felt so like, oh, come on. No, don't do this to him. Just wait. Like what? What's the difference yeah, now? What if is you it just heart? wait, and even if it's like, hey, but you know, like on the day that he gets out, 
you know, you have like a voicemail ready for him mm-hmm. or something where it's just like, by the way, I've moved out. It's you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. as much as that might suck, it's like at least you made it through prison. Yeah. <laughs> at least you got through prison and you didn't feel like everything was worthless. And now you're back and you're free and you can yeah. you can figure it out now in a better state of mind than you would if you were in jail. Yeah. With your kid and your and your friend. Yeah. And Mickey Pizzazz. <laughs> uh, and that poker rap is 100 percent real. Obviously, they show they uh-huh. kind of cut into the footage of it later. And uh-huh. like that sort of is the genesis of it of like he was in jail and there were a bunch of dudes who would rap and he was a polka dude and he got all interested in it and was like i want to do that i want to mix it up i want to make a polka rap and he full-on made a fucking polka rap <laughs> like there's that something is... brilliant about that and 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 super wholesome too mm-hmm. you know where it's like he went to jail and you know he plans to pay everyone back and he even takes the experience you know, mm-hmm. and and tries to do something positive with it. Yeah. Like, I love the fact, I was like, he even sees the bright side of getting his throat cut. Right. He's like, now I have uh, some, what they call street cred. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Prison cred. Yeah, and he's like excited about that. It's like, yeah. you fucking got like, your throat cut. Yeah, but now everyone's nice to me. Yeah, exactly. It was amazing. I was like, this dude, <sighs> I don't know how much the real guy was this wholesome, but mm-hmm. fucking hell, I loved Jack Black's version <laughs> of him. Not that I want to sit down for another, like, hour and go over, like, so, all the movies we did this month, mm-hmm. this and this and this and this and this. But uh, I will at least say, like, I feel like this movie, even I mean, true crime, normally when you think of true crime, normally you get grisly. Mm-hmm. Normally things get real grisly. <laughs> and I really, I think it was wonderful the amount of stuff that we watched that wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like trying to keep it a little bit lighter so it's not just fucking murder every week. <laughs> and and starting and yeah. ending with, with these Jack Black movies, like I would recommend to everybody to watch both of them. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think I like Bernie better just because just because I'd seen it more mm-hmm. and I, this was the first time I ever seen Poker King, but it's like something about it just spoke to me, Bernie. But they're both, they're just so fucking yeah. good. Personally, between the two, since this was, this month was my first viewing of both of them. Mm-hmm. I like the Polka King better, <laughs> but I am of Slovak descent and Polish <laughs> descent. So yeah. I might be a little biased towards Polka. It did. I mean, I love the fact that like the score of the movie was Polka. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all the background it incidental so music would have Polka music, even if it was just like for a scene. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, I think that is going to wrap up True Crime Month here mm-hmm. on Popcorn for Dinner. Uh, we have not necessarily figured out exactly what we're doing for next month. Kind of playing it by seat of our pants at this <laughs> moment, just because fucking libraries are still closed. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, it's going to be an an artifact of the times to go back and listen to all these episodes. Where at the end of it, it's like, well, if only the fucking libraries were open. <laughs> We'll remember exactly what was going on at that yeah. point in time. Like, oh, fucking right. That was a quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll figure it out and we'll be back next week with a new episode and a new uh, a new theme for the month. But uh, I think that's going to wrap it up here for Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Now can we get gelato? Gelato.